first of all, let's welcome Brian Keys to our our podcast, the Team Creek Tribe podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Thank you. And um, so we're going to talk about some things um, with you and your your own training, but you you also have your wife Beverly, who's training. Yeah. Recently got her black belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have your son Brody training. So the the family of three all training with us. It's pretty cool. I'm sure there's um, so many different directions we could go in this podcast talking about, you know, the the dynamics of having a husband and wife and child all in the program and um, all in different phases of the program, yep. right? But um, how about uh, let's start with what are some of your thoughts um, about before you began training with us? Like what what kept you away from getting started? Because because you weren't the first one of your family no. to get started. I was the last. You were the last. So I who was, who was the first? Brody Brody was the first. Started with Brody. Brody uh, got invited from actually I think Halloween. Got the card from Fox. Okay. Um, and so yeah, we were like, all right, let's get Brody into something. We knew. I mean, he you know, wasn't really wanting to play baseball or football or stuff like that. You know, things that I played as a kid, right? Growing up, so we're like, he actually he loved it. He loved coming here, and so we're like, all right, we'll do karate. Let's yeah. let's check it out. So you know, started with Brody, and then I think Beverly felt that um, with Brody doing it, all right, let me do it because you know, she had the baby weight and everything else, and it was it was hard for her to to get rid of that. So, how soon after? I'm trying to remember back. I didn't I didn't look back at the records, but how soon after Brody started did Beverly get started? I want to say like six months. Okay, about six so, months later. Yeah, I think I think once Brody got his. Uh, black uniform. Okay. Is, I think when Beverly's like, all right, hey, let's let's try that. I Maybe I should do this, a, right? Yeah, it started with a, one of the challenges, too, uh-huh. I want to say. Um, one of the fitness challenges. One of the fitness challenges. Cool. And then, you know, of course, for me coming, I, you know, play volleyball, you know, two nights a week, softball, two nights a week. So, you know, for me to to get out of that, you know, was, was a big big step and yeah i know you had the um the adult, the men's adult uh defense right class and that was like one of the first things that i did yeah um, and even after that whole class was done i think you know there was only three of us that finished the whole thing all the way through yeah um and you asked me you said well what do you think you want to try this I'm like, yeah, you know it's really not my cup of tea i don't think right. so you right. know just you know not knowing how beneficial it was for me or mm-hmm. would be for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and with, you know, trying to well, struggle with weight loss and different things, um, you know, bad knees and right. everything else. Uh, and I think it was even a while after that. And she kept on, all right, you ready to join? You ready to join? You ready to join? And <laughs> I mean, I'm, I was like, no, yeah, no, not really. Um, I think it was Father's Day gift that, uh, that we had gotten, and they're like, all right, well, here, it's like, I think, what, three months trial. Mm-hmm. See if you like it. And if you don't, then fine. And we know you don't like it and stuff like that. And, you know, then I got hooked. Yeah. <laughs> but at least that way you actually gave it a real a real try, a real effort yeah. to see, you know, is this something I'm going to take to? Or, because in your mind, yeah, initially your thoughts were, it's not my cup of tea. It's not, this isn't really what I you know, see myself doing, right? I mean, I'm a big guy mm-hmm. and, you know, with the self-defense, you know, it was always, you know, Charlie was in there helping right? and it was still, 
struggling for it, like for Charlie to attack me. Mm-hmm. It was a struggle, right? And then trying to do the different things, and yeah, it was. I mean, it was cool to to do the different uh, self defense moves and mm-hmm. just knowing that hey, if, if I ever get into that situation, I can get out of it, right? Um, and that was, you know, I think. Like I said, you know, at first it was, yeah, no, no, no. Wrenchy's Wrenchy's, uh, perseverance there and and (laughs) the trial and just, you know, get it in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that's interesting, though, because, you know, you are a big man. And and when it comes to self-defense, I think probably a lot of males um, that are, you know, big, that are just big men, they, they probably don't look at self-defense as something I, I, that's really an issue for me. I don't, you know, you don't probably walk around with a concern that you're going to get attacked, right? No. Like on a daily basis. No. And, and um, um, where I think that's a big concern for women in general, and it could be a big concern for smaller men, right? Like, yeah. you know, I'm a small guy. And in my mind, that was one of the big reasons I wanted to start um, martial arts, you know, when... Yeah. When I was only 16 when I got started, and um, but I was little. I was in high school. I was like just one of the little guys in high school, and so many of um, the people my age had grown to you know much bigger than me. And I, I started to see like, man, I'm I'm going to be an easy target, (laughs) you know. And so so that was a huge motivating factor for me to to want to get started. But yeah, I can I can definitely see how large men just don't look at it that way so so when self-defense isn't the major um motivating factor and a lot of times i hear like if if uh, let's say one of the dads is on the sideline and they're watching their child take class and they're watching their their children do like a kata or something right they they look at that and they think you know what is that going to do for me right like why, right. why would i want to go out there and learn kata you know, like how does that help me right and and um, I hear it so much. My guess is maybe you had a similar thought at some point. Like, what? I don't. Why would I want to do a kata, right? Or yeah, I mean, with with doing the katas, you know, at first it was like, I mean, come on, I can do that. That's not a, no big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm watching it. I watched it, you know, hundreds of times with Brody doing it, and then watching it come to class and watching Bev do it. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, I can I can do that. Come on, I can do this in my sleep. Boy. And reality is, you get out there and you're like, you can't. You <laughs> don't know the moves. You don't know the steps. I mean, you can you know, fake it as much as as you can, right? At first, and but it's you know, your legs are done afterwards mm-hmm. because I know you know getting on a horse stance the, the first couple of weeks was was grueling sure you know i mean i did leg workouts and all that stuff before and i was just like oh man this is tough so there's there's an exercise element to doing kata right yes so you're you're saying um and it, it came across as like oh i should that shouldn't be any issue for me i can I almost memorized it watching my son do it, right? But then you get out there and it's very different when you're doing it yourself. So um, maybe a little bit more. I've heard this too from people where once they've tried it themselves, they have a better appreciation for what their children are doing. And they don't. They don't look at it as like, how come on, how come you can't get this? Like, they look at it like, okay, I get it now. I get why you're having a little bit of trouble well, I mean, with I, this. I still get it now <laughs> with, with all the different katas. And I mean, with mass attacks and like, you know, um, yesterday doing short two, you know, I've done short two plenty of times. Right. And, you know, at the end, I was like uh, fumbling on it. And I'm like, 
sure. what's going on here. And then if if you think about um, doing kata, um, how besides just the exercise element of it, like you know the, the working the stances and making your legs. Um, you know, get tired from from that and, and pushing them that way. What other benefits do you think you get from doing kata? Is there anything that, and maybe I've never thought about this too much, but like if you were to think about it right now, like how do you think being forced to learn a kata and then do a kata under pressure, how is it benefiting you in the end? Wow, well, cardio. I mean, because if you put everything into the kata, you're going to be breathing heavy at mm-hmm. the end. And it's just, it's, it's something that, um, oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> how about, how about like, is, do you, can you recognize like any mental benefit, like whether it comes to memory or like the, the ability to focus or, um, you know, cause, cause of course there's an exercise element. You're out there and you're yeah. moving. Right. So I, I think that's like, people can identify, all right, maybe there's some, you know, some, that leg workout or like you said, the cardiovascular of like, especially if you're going to do one kata right into the next kata right. into the next and you're staying busy, but, um, mentally, right. With, um, just the ability to be focused and, um, get yourself in a place where you can be at a peak state. Right? Have Have you noticed that? And has it has it maybe affected outside of class? Like has it has developing that area of your martial arts training been beneficial for like some aspect of your career or some aspect of like doing something else, another sport or another activity? Do you Do you see any correlation? Um, definitely. I think you know with it's something that it helps you slow down and just to focus on on the moves so then for work just trying to you know for me work is non-stop go 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 mm-hmm. and you know things get skipped and you do and what for work which i'm, a, I'm an accountant mm-hmm. for uh, the condo association so with them it you know it's, it's i have to slow down in order to make sure that i get all the steps right and then it's not um you know if if i do something wrong at work you know, we're out money, right. basically. Right. So it's got to be done right. And sure. It, you know, you'd hope to get it done right the first time instead of, oh, hey, whoops, I missed this, you know, down the line. And now other people are looking at me, well, why aren't you doing this right? And so it, it, it definitely, the focus access of it helps out at, at work. And with, I mean, 366 bosses, right. you know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's tough. And they're all, they all want to be the first one. And, it, you know, sometimes it, it doesn't happen that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's just mental to just kind of be able to block out everything doing the kata, like everything else. Like you said, leave, leave the shoes in the shoe rack. You know, you know, most days it's easy, some days it's not. And those days that it's not, you know, doing a kata helps you kind of just slow it down and, and think about the one thing and then helps out. Like if, because I know I come in here all the time, and it's hard to leave the shoes at the shoe rack. Right. But, you know, because I'm always thinking, all right, what I do, what I got to do for work, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do this. Um, and I, this gives me an hour to not think about that. Right. To get away from to it. break and away, yeah. To come back and get fresh eyes on it afterwards. Exactly. Which is, which is huge. Yeah. 
Yeah, that I mean, that's part of the Shurek uh, message, right? It's like sometimes you were so overwhelmed with all these different things that we have going on in our life that um, that we feel like we have to constantly be multitasking. Like while we're doing one thing, we also have to be thinking about something else. But in the end, it 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 kind of wears us out to the point where we're not completely focused on anything we're doing, and that that's where the mistakes happen. Right now, we're not performing at our peak, so truly being able to take your shoes off and leave your troubles or your worries or your other tasks that you have with your shoes, right? And stepping on the mats, like you said, for an hour where you're truly just, I'm not going to think about that other stuff because I can't do anything about it while I'm in class anyway. And um, it's going to take away from my class by, you know, putting my thoughts there. Um, it's, it's, It's a simple concept, but it's not always easy to do, is it? Right. Definitely, definitely not easy to do. But I, but I bet there's been times when you've done it well, right? Yes. Where you, you have been able to like put it in the shoes and leave it there and not worry about it. And then there's probably been times when you were in the middle of class and you caught yourself thinking about stuff that needed to get done. And because I know I have, right? As oh, long as definitely. I've been doing this, I know there's times when you know if I'm training um, and I slip into a mode where like, oh man, I gotta, I, I didn't do this that I'm supposed to do, or I, man, I, got, I can't forget to do that. Yep. And then of course my focus is less on what I'm doing in the moment. So, so it's a constant struggle, right? It's a constant, um, every day we never really reach, um, a level of perfection, but we're just always striving for perfection and, and, um, realizing that if we're not growing, then we're slipping backwards, right? right. So we, we just keep trying to grow from it. Um, little by little, and and that's part of the fun, I think. No, definitely, and I think like you know, I always say, last one, best one. <laughs> Trying to make the last one, the next one better than the last one, and right, yeah, you know, right, keeping that forward. Yeah, and and understanding that you know, occasionally there is that ratchet effect where you slip back. You you didn't do something better than your last one. You actually got a little worse. But then you know, then you try to take two steps forward or three right. steps forward on yeah. the next one and make up for it. Definitely. Yeah. What do you feel? Um, what do you feel have been your toughest struggles since getting started with us? Mass attacks. <laughs> <laughs> Specific <laughs> curriculum, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think the the first time seeing mass attacks, I'm like, whoa! And I think uh, I can't remember what the what the other kind of was that that replaced. And I was like, all right, I was going to XMA form. XMA form. And I was, it's so easy, right? When yeah, it went from a super easy form. I've never form. done XMA form. Oh, okay. So, like, the first time going through the cycles, went into mass attacks, and I was like, and I don't think anybody knew. So, I'm like, all right, XMA form, I got this, all right, no problem. <laughs> and then, you know, like, oh, no, we're not, we're not doing XMA form, we're doing mass attacks. So, I'm like, whoa. Uh-oh. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna go from the easiest empty hand form at that level to yeah. now the hardest one. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, for me, the struggles were the rolls. Yeah, on that. I mean, yeah, I, I think it took me probably good two months to be able to get the first roll, mm-hmm. and then I mean that that second roll, I don't think I got it until uh, spotlight week mm-hmm. for like the last day of spotlight week for yeah. me to, yeah. to be able to get my belt. I mean, it, the, the role, I just, I don't know. I couldn't do it. I felt like I was rolling around in sand. But the important part is, is that you did get it. Yes. Right. You yeah. got it down. And, and, um, so persistence, right. And, and perseverance, just, just sticking with it until you get it. And, 
and and it happened. So that's um, that's something that I think everybody struggles, no matter their age, at times with like when they um, encounter something they're not good at, they they have this moment of like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be good at this, right? right? Like, I don't know if I can do it. And um, there's something really powerful when you have these moments of going from like, man, that role, I can't do the role to them getting it. Like, and, yeah. and I, now I can do it. And, and there's like something that happens and like magical with your self-confidence and you start to have this sense of like, man, well, if I can do that when a day ago I thought I would never get it or even right. 30 minutes ago I thought I would never get it right and but now I just I just did it and it's magic right all of a sudden you you get this stronger belief in yourself and and I think that's what one of the um beautiful parts about training in the martial arts actually is is that that can happen so many times throughout your training, right? Because right. we're presented with all these different pieces of curriculum, kicking and punching and blocking and kata and sparring and self-defense and, and you know, so many different things. Um, working with weapons and different types of weapons and, and, um, and they all present different challenges, right? And some things you're like, yeah, it was easy. I got that. No yeah. problem. But inevitably something's going to happen and you're going to get something that didn't come easy. Right. And, right. It, and it was difficult to learn. And, and you, you may have the initial feeling of like, I don't think I can go any further than this. Right. And then if, but the magic happens when you stick to it. Right. Well, I think the, you know, the biggest thing is fear. Yeah. Going into it first. Like I think, you know, my first class learning how to break hole. Right. Yeah. All right. You sit on your butt and you kind of roll back. And that was, you know, I being a big guy. Yeah. It's harder to break fall than because you're not that close to the ground. Right. And you're like, all right, what's going to happen here? And then that was, I think, you know, for me, the biggest thing on the rolls was was the fear. All right. I can't, you know, I've never done this before. Sure. So it's not something that, you know, would come easy. And um, it took a lot of work just yeah. to do it and just to get over the fear of it. Sure. Even. You know, to be specific about fear, we often say that with, with adult students, the two biggest fears that they have is the fear of getting injured, yeah. right? Because that affects like their ability to go to work or to, you know, just be healthy, right? And the fear of looking foolish. Yes. A, lo a lot of um, adults don't, don't want to be in a situation where they're going to feel like they look foolish in front of other people, right? And, and so um, many times adults aren't the best coordinated at first or they, they, you know, they don't understand how, like, you know, how to do things as they're being explained. And, um, and then they get that moment of feeling like, oh, man, I look foolish or I, I look like I can't do this and everybody else knows what they're doing. So, so it, it's a real fear, right? Those fears are real. And, and a lot of people experience them. And, and um, so what I, what I would hope that anybody who listens to this podcast might have that moment of going, oh, wow, you know, that's, that's interesting, you know, like, cause those are my fears. Yeah. I, I don't want to get injured and I don't want to look foolish in front of people. And, and so it's nice to hear that like almost everybody has those fears, no, no, you know, no there's probably, there's probably the handful of people that, that never crossed their mind, you know, and they're just, you know, adventure seekers and they, you know, right. they don't care what other people think anyway. But, um, you know, I think a lot of people do may probably more people do than don't. So, yeah. um, I think on that, even with like the younger belts, when they're out there and they're put in the spotlight and they're, and I tell them afterwards, I'm like, Hey, 
we've all been there. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. You know, we've all been pushing the same thing at the same belt, and you're actually doing better than what we were. And or even you know, with people getting nervous for uh, their performances and whatnot, I'm like, look, you know, everybody watching has seen you done it a thousand times. You know, everybody here watching, it, it, you know, they see you do it. So, mm -hmm. you know, it just get out there and do it. There's no reason to be nervous about it because everybody else has done it. And right. They're doing it with you. We're all going through the struggle. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, it's just something that doesn't, you, know, you get that part out of it and then, then your performance picks up. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's just a process of being able to get to that that point, right? Like you yeah. you have to maybe experience a, a little bit of that before you can um, be at ease with it. Uh, and of course, people are gonna um, get there at different different speeds uh, of being comfortable with performing in front of other people. But um, I know some people it takes them right up until the point where they're actually achieving their black belt, yeah. and and they might still not even be totally comfortable with it, but they're able to do it, right? right. Yeah, I, mean, I think the worst part of it is when you're the only belt that's in for spotlight. Yeah. And you're, you have you're to buy the only yourself. one performing, and you're like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> but while it's difficult, I, I, I would absolutely agree that that's probably, like, one of the toughest points. Like, nobody else, none of the other people are here at my belt level, so i got to go up there by myself. It's the most difficult, but then it's the most rewarding, too, because yes. because you're being forced to develop that ability to you know, like push through that pressure right yeah, yeah and the old saying that pressure creates diamonds right so when, when we're put under pressure uh, more often we're going to start to shine sooner than other people who might not be put under that same kind of pressure and then it, it takes them much much longer um training before they're, they, they ever feel that kind of pressure and and um then it's it's more challenging because had they had that experience they would feel like, oh, I can do this now. I've, I've been I've been dealing with this every belt since white belt. Yes. But let, Matt, let's imagine somebody doesn't get put in that position of having to go by themselves until they get like to brown or red, right? Oh, wow. that's even harder. Yeah, then it's even harder, I think, right? So, so you may have had um, a difficult experience in the early phases because you were forced to be by yourself uh, on a few of those occasions yes. or or several of those occasions. But I, I think it. It changed your confidence, you know, level, your ability to do it under pressure. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Uh -huh. Go ahead. Did you want to say something else? No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought you had an additional thought. I was going to um, move, move on to the next question, like kind of um, it coincides with what we were talking about, you know, with these different challenges and struggles. What motivates you? to persevere through different challenges. Like right now, you're a high red belt, right? Yeah. So you're considered a black belt candidate. Um, getting into cycle, you have to have a certain level of cardiovascular conditioning to, to be considered eligible for a cycle, right? Yeah. Um, and you're part of the um, adult crew that's, that's using the stairs as um, the method of, of measuring your cardiovascular endurance, right? Yeah. And, whether it's the stairs or whether it's the run, the criteria is two miles on the run under 18 minutes to be eligible for cycle. And on the stairs, it's 100 floors under 18 minutes, right? So either one has to be under 18 minutes. And um, and right now you're not there, right? You're not under 18 minutes. Uh, not and, even close. And, and to be quite honest, you're, you're 
trying to get yourself to where you can actually even complete the hundred flights, yes. right? Um, before you have to pause the machine. So that's a pretty big struggle for you right now, right? And and so my my question is, what motivates you to persevere through that? Because um, you you might be the one who's having the most challenge with that that I've seen yet, yeah. and yet. I haven't heard you. You haven't come to me and say, you know, I want to give up. I, I don't, you know, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to do this. I, I just see you keep trying. So that's powerful to me, like to, to see somebody who who really is having a struggle, but they're, they're persevering. So I, I'm curious to find out, like, what, what motivates you to, to keep going like that? Um, Brody, basically. Yeah. I mean, to show him that, hey, you know, things might be hard. But you don't want to give up. Right. You know, it, it might take longer to get to where you need to be. But you know, for me, the having barely do it, and I, I mean, I'm not sure if anybody knows or we've talked about it that you know, after her first cycle, she was ready to quit. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of the run, and because of, you know, getting injured and right. and doing that, but then she came back and she did the stairs. She killed it the second time around. And, right. You know. Um, you can't just have one black belt in the family. <laughs> so That's right. That, that kind of helps push towards trying to get there. And I mean, you know, for me, it, it, I think my biggest struggle on those stairs is weight. Mm-hmm. Same with the run, you know, being yeah. too heavy, over 300 pounds, right. you know, doesn't help. Yeah. And you're how tall? I'm 6'2". Six 6'2", two. Six two and you're over 300 pounds. And over 300 pounds. Yeah. And, so you know, when people see me, they're like, oh, he's a football player. But when I played football, I was a quarterback. <laughs> wow. Um, so yeah, this is in my mind. I can still see. All right, I can do you know the two miles. I should be able should be able to do that no problem. Or to go do a hundred flights of stairs, and then you know reality kind of sets in and mm-hmm. says, "Hey, uh, you can't do this yet." And I'm like, "All right, well, I need to do this. this is something I need to do. It's not I want. I something you know." That, or I can't, mm-hmm. I need to do this. Right. You know, just for benefit of being healthier. Right. Um, and not 300 pounds. Sure, sure. Um, you brought up your wife. Um, so I, let, let's kind of go that direction for a second. Um, because you, you talked about how when Beverly went through her first cycle, she got cut. Yeah. Um, and it was um, a combination of, you know, some things she needed to work on on the floor and the run, um, and she she got pretty close with the run, right? But she yeah, she was close. She was I think she was under eighteen, mm-hmm. and then or like I think the first time it was she would be under eighteen. She would take class, and then someone would kick in the mind, and then she would be over eighteen, right? But she still kept through it and coming to class to even to, just to watch class at that time because. Like at that time, it was if you were under eighteen, you couldn't participate. Right. Um, so I think that was you know big for her to want to participate. Yeah. And then um, it just you know at, at the end when she got hurt, it kind of snowballed and sure. she was like, oh, I don't think I can do this. I can't do this. And um, then she took a little time rest, rest the knee, and mm-hmm. you know came back stronger. Did the st- started on the stairs and was just killing on the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. And and and. Just to give some kind of insight, because I remember, like, she didn't just get on the stairs and immediately start doing great on the stairs, right? No. She got on the stairs and was like, oh, this is, this is just as hard. This is harder, <laughs> right? And, and so it was like, 
um, some concern there of, of like, you know, I, I you thought the run was hard, but now the stairs, I'm, I'm having even just the same amount of difficulty. But then something clicked with her and per, maybe just the persistence of just doing it. And anytime you're able to just keep doing something um, with, with effort, you know, with, with the right kind of um, intensity, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to show improvements, right? And then yeah. it started to happen and, and that snowballs into greater belief, right yeah. in yourself and then that you know this is just going to make everything easier so and then yeah she she definitely did start to um you know have have a much easier time with the um the stairs and then yeah. and then eventually of course qualified to move on uh and, and get her black belt and um so i i would have to imagine that there there's a great level of um you know belief or um you know pride watching your wife overcome that something that was like you saw the struggle you saw her on the verge of like giving up when she was so close she was inches from the finish line and thinking you know i'm gonna throw the towel in right i mean she said it she said like i'm done (laughs) (laughs) i was like all right well I, I, I told her personally, I'm like, look, I'm not going to go tell him, um, you know, if this is your decision, you need to, I'm not for say man up, but mm. you, you need to do it. Right. And go in and talk and then tell him why and do this. And I'm like, you know, it's not, you know, if I think, you know, at one point Brody was like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I just, I, I don't want to. I'm like, all right, but well, you know, I'm not going to go tell him that you don't want to do it anymore. You have to go and do it. Right. And then when he was like, what, what, you're not going <laughs> to let me get out easy. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to let you get out easy. You have to do this. Not, yeah. Not me. It's not mom. It's you. And then he, you know, kind of turned around and, you know, of course loves being here all the time with yeah. everybody. I mean, everybody, you know, so friendly and his family. It's so um, easy when you're not in the building yeah. To, to think I don't want to go right but when you're in the building all of a sudden you're like okay yeah, I'll take class and then the, and then you have a good time in class and we get in our own way sometimes right yeah. we, we we're at home and we're thinking about should I go should I not rather just watch TV or I'd rather well, just do this or that on Thursday night I had um you know had my gear on and I'm ready to go get ready to walk out the door and then a monsoon hit. And I'm like, oh, man. Right. And, <laughs> and I was like ready to go. And then I'm like, man, by the time I get to class, it's getting cold. I'm going to be, you know, made up all these other excuses. And, right. and then we like, didn't make it to class. Right. And then Bev and Brody come home and they're like, I thought you were going to class. And then, you know, they're kind of guilt to me and give me the guilt trip there. And I'm like, ah, oh, great. <laughs> it does. I mean, it, it happens. Um, it, I think it happens for everybody and it, and it never goes away. Like no. after this is, I, I started training in 1986. So this is 34 years of, of training for me now. And I still have moments when, you know, if I, if I'm supposed to train that day, I, I might go through like, ah, do I want to train? I don't know. Like. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's, so it's tough, and I think like you said yesterday with with the run that you know, like, uh, you know, my knees are killing me. I don't feel like doing it. Mm-hmm. I can pull a Shion card and say, you know, <laughs> I don't need this. I'm not in cycle right now. But right. then I think you actually pulled the Shion card and or did it. Yeah, and and persevered on it. And I pulled the flip it. side of that card. Yeah. <laughs> so where, you know, it's, it is a two sided card, but you know, 
you know, nine times out of ten or ten out of ten, you're always pulling the right side though. Which yeah. is I think helps us. It is motivation for me to say, Hey, look, you know, I can do this, you can do this, everyone right. can do it. Right. Um, it might not look as pretty as most people, but hey, you know, we're still getting it done. Right. Right. Well, that's good to hear because that that's why I share those types of stories to to let people know that look, I'm going through it too. Like we we're all going through it. What well, you know, my one of my mentors, um, Hanshi Dave Kovar. He he that was one of the first things I really noticed about his delivery of like messages was he didn't come from a point of view like I'm so great right. and. I do it right all the time, so you should listen to me, right? Like, he came from the point of view, like, look, I'm just like you. Right. Like, I, I struggle. I have issues that, you know, I had to overcome. I, I hear those voices in my head saying, you don't need to go today. You don't need to go for the run. You you know, you can do this or that. And um, so to, to see somebody who has reached his level of success in martial arts and in business and and then to like hear him just be so down to earth and to, to hear him just share like the the reality of it all it just made me feel like that like this is a guy i want to listen to right oh, you know of course and, and so yeah. I, I try to model that you know i try try to be that for my students as well and um i, I can't help but um sometimes when i when i'm delivering a message i, I um occasionally feel like i'm saying the stuff and people might be thinking uh, like, oh, you're talking about yourself a whole lot, <laughs> you know? Well, I think, you know, we all think the same thoughts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for us to know that you have the same thoughts that, hey, look, you know, I don't feel like training today and right. doing that, but then you're out there and you do it. Right. And then, you know, we see the post of you killing it on the floors. And then that's, you know, it's motivation. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean... If we all have the same thought and then we see you not doing it, they're like, oh, well, all right, we can slack off that. Right. And we don't have to do it. Exactly. But I think when, when you have the same thought that, like I said, that we're all having and you actually go out and do it, and then that helps. All right, look, you know, you know, I was thinking that, but he did it. You know, it's it's the two two paths in the fork in a row. Right. You go with the right one, you go with the left one. But, you know, you want to go usually go with the right one. Sure. All the time. Sure. And it's even the motivation for these podcasts. Um, when I when I first started them, I was I started them as just kind of like reading the weekly message or or just talking about some upcoming events. And then I thought, um, actually, my wife, I think my wife um, planted the idea in my head that um, to to like interview, do an interview with with some people. Right. And and I was like, wow, that's a really good idea, you know, because then people will start to hear like this is this is what they were thinking and and man i have similar thoughts you know brian was sitting on the side watching his child do karate watching his wife do karate but he didn't want to get started and but he kind of did but he didn't really want to do it <laughs> you know like he had thoughts but it wasn't really and then he did it and then he's still doing it you know and he's all the way up to high red belt now and then he, now he's in a position where he's there's new struggles, but he's sticking to it, you know, and, and so it is. It's very motivating, um, it's especially because the people that listen to this podcast, I think, um, f for the most part, are just people that are part of our organization. Yeah. Anybody can find it, you know, like if somebody just was scrolling through iTunes uh, or the, I, I uh, what do they call it, podcasts mm -hmm. on Apple, like they could find this podcast, but I, I don't promote it as like, 
you know, a typical podcast where the whole world should listen. Right. It's really about our, our tribe, right? Yeah, no, definitely. It's called the Team Creek Tribe Podcast, and um, it's really designed to have, to be helpful for, for people that are already training or people that are on the side watching. And um, and I think our conversation today has has definitely um, piqued some, some points of interest that other people might have. Um, so... Let's just talk a little bit further about, you know, your family. Um, how how um, how do you think it's benefited, like having all three of you involved in the program, how, how has it benefited your family? I think it brought us closer because mm-hmm. it's something that we all, you know, do together. Right. And we can, if you know, we're going to practice on something, you know, even with Brody, he'll, He'll point something out to Beverly that say, "Hey, you're doing this wrong." He'll point it out to me, <laughs> or you know, wanting to spar and just you know come up and you know we're messing around. But you know, it's just it, it, it's. I think it has brought us a lot closer to you know, do different things together. Sure. I mean, this is you know a huge step to you know take martial arts. I mean, like it was, you know it was it was fun for Brody. He was with his friends, and I mean now with all the other people that are around him and. You know, we we know when he comes here, he, he's in a safe environment. We know, like for summer camp, right? I mean, I have no worries at all that you know, if he's at summer camp, I know he's he's fine. There's not going to be any problem. He's not getting bullied. He's, he's not, not. Yeah, getting, and you know, I kind of that you bring up bullying. I think that was one thing that you know why I wanted Brody to get into martial arts as well was mm-hmm. you know, so that if if he is getting bullied that. Or if somebody's picking on him, that he can defend himself. Right. And I, I think you know, like I said, for for me being being my size, it's not going to happen. Even as a kid, you know, I was always you know everybody thought I was two years older than I was. Mm. So I've always been a bigger person. That um, it just never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being the jock, being you know doing all that stuff in high school, you know, playing sports, it was always yeah, I'm not getting bullied. Nobody's you know. I got other people to protect me still right. you know, with the lineman in football and stuff like that. But yeah. I think, I think for me, this probably would have been beneficial even as a kid as well yeah. to help out with sports and everything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. The cross training aspects are, are definitely there. Um, how about, uh, we've been going for a, a pretty good clip here and, um, how, if, if we were to kind of wrap things up, um, with your final thoughts about if you if you were to share something like somebody let's say somebody's on the fence say there's a, a father um, sitting on the on the side he's got his his child or children involved or or maybe it's um, maybe it's maybe it's a, a boyfriend who's here watching his girlfriend in class or you know there's some just some male yeah. who sits on the side he's seen it. Maybe he has thoughts about, you know, I'd like to do that. You know, everybody has that that inner Bruce Lee, right? That <laughs> that wants to come out. <laughs> what um, do you have any any thoughts that you you would share that might nudge somebody to, to actually take action? I think even you know, for us when we were doing boot camp. And, you know, some of the dads would be on a sideline, and I'd be like, hey, come on, I need help in here. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it, it was a bunch of the ladies from, from the dojo and, and me. And I'm like, <laughs> come on, guys, you can it's help true. me out of here. And then, it's you know, it would even, I think, uh, 
some of the guys on our sideline, I'm like, hey, you guys can do this too. I mean, come on, look at how, I'm look how big I am. Right. And I'm doing this. You can come out here and do this. And, right. Um, just try to uh, just take the jump. You know, be motivated or not, not motivated enough, but just, you know, let your fears, leave your fears at the door and mm-hmm. try it. Yeah. And if you don't like it, then all right, you know, it's not for you, but at sure. least you tried it. But I think, you know, for like going back to Brody, I think he sees me doing it and then he wants to do more and mm-hmm. he sees mom doing it. So he, you know, wants to do more and to just to be able to. So we have three black belts in the family. Yeah. And that's something that we're all, we're all pushing for. And we want to get. Yeah. But I think. You know, and that works in both directions too. Cause I, I think there, there was probably a time when my, my boys would, you know, see myself and my wife do training and it would make them want to train harder and then the reverse also happens, you know, like that. Sometimes I'll see like what my my son is doing, and or what both you know both the boys come and they'll practice on their own, and and I'll think, wow, that you know it's so great. Like we didn't ask them to do that, and they're doing it. Like it, you get motivated from your own children, you know. So it kind of works in both directions, and and um, it, it can be powerful. Oh, definitely, most definitely. I think just try it. Yeah, it's, just I mean, just, just try, try it. it. It's, you know, don't, don't, don't be afraid of how you're going to look. Don't worry about that. Like I said, we've all been there. We've right. all, you know, had the first day the, the white uniform and it's nice and crisp and clean. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and yeah, you stand out, but. And if you give it an honest effort and, and it isn't your thing, it's okay. Nobody's going to think anything bad of you, no, right? No, you no. gave it, you gave it a shot and. Um, it didn't turn out to be your thing. Great. So you can still be a, a you know, enthusiastic supporter from the sidelines. Not nothing wrong with that. Nope. Um, yeah. My my um, I guess if I'll use the word concern is that there's people on the side that they really want to try it, but for whatever reason they can't get out of their way to give it a try. And and so um, hopefully if if any of those people are listening to this podcast, use this as your sign to to. Just take action, right? And Say, come on, look, there's a spot on a dot for you. That's right. We got we got spots on dots for you. <laughs> All right, B. Well, thanks for your um, con- contribution today oh, to the you. podcast. It was uh, great My chatting pleasure. with you. That's right. And we'll see you in class. And see you Monday. Pretty soon, we'll see you with that black belt around your waist. Yes, sir. All right. Oh.